0: Some guys who were Preacher fans, the only dudes who could ever teach me, were some guys who were Preacher fans, yes they were, they were, oh yes they were. That's a podcast theme right there. Hey guys and welcome to Preacher Men, the podcast about AMC's television program Preacher. I'm your host Justin Tyler. I am Pete LePage. Yeah, Preacher! And we are kicking off with Season 2 of Preacher. We just recapped all of Season 1. You can check that out. Uh, But Season 2 is upon us, and it is time to uh, check out and follow Jesse, Cassidy, Tulip, that fucked-up cowboy, and the remnants (laughs) of the town of Anvil, which has been horribly destroyed in Season 1. Pete, how psyched are you?
1: I am so excited. First off, this is kind of where the comic book starts here with season two, which is a very interesting choice to have all this kind of stuff happen before the comic as a huge fan of the comic that can be tough sometimes because you can get angry about things. They change from the things that you love. But I thought they did an amazing job of setting up this world and then playing in it. Uh, I Could not be happier about this TV show. I feel like uh, Seth Rogen did a shitty job with the Green Hornet property, but he is murdering this. Like, this is fantastic. I feel like it's in such great
0: hands. Well, really, why not going after Seth for uh, Green Hornet, huh? The old wound from Pete LePage. You know, I I hang on to shit. I don't know if you're aware of that, Justin. I feel like you're still holding shit from, like, the doctor that spanked your ass when you were born.
1: You're (laughs) going to get that fucker. Oh, man, don't get me started about that guy. Yeah. Uh,
0: Well, uh, yeah, I – having never read the comic uh, and just getting caught up on season one of the show and diving right into season two, uh, this is – I'm totally – it's a whole new world for me. You know, I'm like Jasmine being ushered (laughs) onto the the (laughs) flying carpet and you're my Aladdin, Pete. And, uh, I would say
1: I'm more like the genie, but okay. All right.
0: Okay. Okay. I guess uh, whatever you want to be. I'll, the genie <laughs> has a tough life. He's like uh, trapped in a lamp. I don't know if you took a lesson away from that movie. Yeah, I did. I did. All uh, the power in the world, itty bitty living space.
1: Yep. Yep. That's kind of uh, how right, I live in New York City.
0: All right. That's our Aladdin podcast. Uh, thank <laughs> you guys. If you want to tune in, please support. Uh, hiding sexual messages in all Disney movies. Uh, but as I was saying, um, this, uh, I'm so surprised that season two starts where the comic book starts. That seems so crazy to me that season yeah. one was all expanding on the original content of the comic book and just really exploring that world because it felt like a full narrative season. Like I wouldn't really have changed any of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it does touch on stuff from the comic. It's not exactly all prequel styles, but man, it is absolutely fantastic. But what a start to a season. This episode, from start to finish, is just packed with greatness.
0: Well, let's recap real quick uh, for people coming into season two of Preacher, and more importantly, season two of Preacher Men. Uh so we have, um, this, the show starts in season one. We had Jesse Custer, who is a preacher, the right. uh, the titular preacher. Um, his best buddy is a vampire, an Irish vampire. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a classic, uh, place for a vampire to come from. And then his, Ex-girlfriend, ex-partner in crime, Tulip. Uh, We learned their sort of origin story at the uh, the end of last season. And they are hitting the road trying to find God who is missing. Classic road trip scenario. Exactly.
1: Your best friend who's a vampire, your ex-girlfriend that maybe you're getting back together with. And a road trip to find God. Woohoo!
0: I've been there, and it yeah, was crazy. I mean, when who hasn't? Yeah, I found him briefly, and we had a chill weekend. But then uh, off we went our separate ways. Yeah. Uh, a little more background. Jesse has um, the power of Genesis, which is uh, it's not really defined what it is. It's like half angel, half demon, but it's the power, right. basically the word of God. Anything that Jesse says, people are compelled to do. Right. And he's and, he's being hunted uh, by a cowboy straight out of hell, the Saint right. of Killers. Who yeah, is, that's a big reveal in this episode. Yeah, we learned that that is his title in this episode. But we learned we knew that he was chasing after Jesse. Right. Uh, and he is ba- he's been tasked to kill Jesse, the preacher, by uh, an angel who um, was pretty depressed when his uh, life partner was killed.
1: Oh, that sucks, man. Yeah. You know, you hate when your life partners are killed. I can't
0: imagine when, when you die.
1: <laughs>
0: I'm going to feel the same way.
1: I'm going out in bullets and gun smoke, bro.
0: Oh, cool. Well, let me know when that happens and I will not be there. Yep. Yep. That's uh, cool. That's friendship right there. Being able to have those conversations live on podcast air. Um, Please write in with how you want (laughs) to die to our Twitter feed at comic book club or at comic book live. Uh, All right. Let's get into the episode. So uh, we kick it off with a with the group being pulled over uh, by some cops.
1: Well, it starts with them, you know, driving. And that kind of funny moment where they're kind of flipping around radio stations and it's like, OK, what are we like as a group? What's OK? And then like a song comes on Uh they're, they're like in the beginning. They don't like it. But then the more it kind of goes, it becomes more enjoyable for everybody.
0: Ooh, that song was Come On, Irene. Yeah. Is that true? And, and that yep. is a, one of those songs that sort of sucks, but sort of you listen to.
1: And it's sort of amazing when you get all into it, you know. Oh, yeah. if you, would
0: you say that's a karaoke song of yours, Pete?
1: Uh, I don't karaoke, but uh, I could see how it would be a fun karaoke song.
0: You don't karaoke at all?
1: No, that's my own personal hell is being stuck in a karaoke room with people.
0: If you, What was the last karaoke song that you'd sing? Because so, it always happens. Someone's always like, oh, let's do it, and then you end up yeah. there. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. It was uh, – I was playing an Indian dude singing uh, – Paradise City, Guns N' Roses.
0: Wow, that is offensive, probably. Probably, yes. Uh, great. Well, I wanted <laughs>
1: to make it fun for me. I tried to make a character choice, you know. I see. So it wasn't just, you know, because, uh, yeah, sometimes you're, you know, doing karaoke and someone's just screaming words at you and it's yeah. they're just wasted and it's very uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, I hear you because the last song I did was What's New Pussycat? <laughs> and I am not a good singer, so I was mostly just shouting. Wow. Yep. That would so be I, all. I wasn't doing that in a probably uh, culturally insensitive accent. So I guess that's one for me.
1: <laughs> that's one for you. You uh-huh. know, uh, In my defense, uh, well, I guess there is no defense, really.
0: Oh, I was uh-huh. very curious what you were going to say just then. Uh, but you know what? Why don't we leave that? Yeah. And go back I, into our show. Dig
1: yourself into a deeper hole, maybe just walk away from Yeah, the I hole. think
0: bail out. Uh, yeah. Because a, a deep hole eventually becomes a grave. And yeah. I think uh, our Preacher cast is going to be needing to dig a lot of those this season if this first sequence following Come on Irene is any indication.
1: Yeah. I mean, that was just such a fun moment where they're like, oh, shit, we're going to get pulled over by the cops. You think, like, how do you explain, you know, a vampire and, like, all this crazy – they got to have crazy warrants up for them. Um So, yeah, the fact that – and what's great is Tulip continues to be such a badass. She's like, fuck this. Let's have some fun and guns it. Because yeah. that's me doing a road trip. You're like, let's press our luck. Let's, you know, run from the law a little
0: bit, you know? Yeah. I'm was- on the – I'm on the road. Yeah. You got to run from a little bit of the law. So they get pulled over and um, they Jesse uses his power uh, to make the cops do a bunch of like fun puppet puppety things.
1: Yeah. 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 I mean it's fun that, that he's kind of talking nonchalantly with Tulip like can I please use my powers here and she's like no. And then it's like all right. You know it's a fun back and forth how casual they're being with this
0: big power. Uh, Yeah, it was great to see him uh, really using it and see what its potential. It's funny; so far in this episode, uh, there aren't a ton of consequences for his powers. He really his power seems to have boiled down to people just have to do what he says. When last season, it was a lot. It was sort of like that monkey's paw thing where he would tell someone to uh, show show her your heart, and uh, they would actually do it. Yeah, I think that they established there's
1: like a dark side to the power, but in this they're just kind of like, you know, I'm sure if they stayed with the cops a little bit, you would see the bad part of what he, hap- what he said and what he made him do, uh, but they're just kind of moving on. I think they kind of established, okay, you know, they're not going to follow every character to show you how fucked up uh, the ramifications of him using the power is.
0: And unfortunately for these cops, they don't really get the chance because who shows up Instantly, oh yeah! Is this angry, angry cowboy?
1: Yeah, I mean it's. I did a lot of scre- it's a surprise! I did a lot of screaming at the TV for this episode. It's just driving me nuts when you have someone who's just walking after you, and you have a car, and you, you know what I mean? Like, make a left turn. Don't just drive straight and keep stopping every once in a while. It was, oh, it was very maddening.
0: Yeah. I can I know how uh, choices frustrate you and characters. Do them <laughs> yep. Uh, so what did you think of the cowboy? Like he's uh, pretty devastating here. All these yeah. cops get torn to pieces. Cassidy is like uh, barely not burning alive. Mm.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. I mean, that's that thing of like, you know, when he gets pulled over and he's like, I can't come out into the sun. It's like, oh, this isn't going to go well. Uh, and then the fun thing of he's trying to, like, crawl under, stay with that car that's rolling slowly so he doesn't uh, catch on fire. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's got to be tough as a vampire. You know, that sun
1: is, man, you know, it
0: is grueling. Uh, let me, I mean, I try to stay out of the sun because uh, it's bad for you and it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so definitely. I can't imagine if I literally burst into flames anytime it touched me. <laughs> It'll change your day. It'll yeah. change your day. It'll
1: definitely change your day. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, uh, we get the – and, again, they're continuing the fun title cards. You get the Saint of Killers. And, yeah, you kind of learn that, like, he – once he kills you, that's it. You know, because the angel, before, they could die over and over again. But once the, uh, you know, Saint of Killers kills you, you stay dead. And that's what's nice about the kind of stakes of him coming after Jesse and his gang there.
0: Yeah, de Blanc, I believe, uh, was killed and Fiore um – is, was on his way, and he's the one that set uh, set the cowboy on on Jesse to have yeah. him killed. Uh, cowboy yanks out um, this poor gas station attendant's tongue, which <laughs> oh. was a bummer.
1: Yeah, I mean, when you see a giant cowboy, you know, maybe let him do what he needs to do. Don't engage. You know
0: what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I know. It it's a weird to be like, hey, I'll talk to this cowboy holding a gun and see what he's up to today. Hey,
1: this guy looks like the undertaker. Uh, I'll have a nice chat with him.
0: Yeah, maybe he wants to snap into a Slim Jim. (laughs) Would you like to buy a New York Times, sir? Uh, Yeah, the gas station attendant makes a bit of a mistake. Now, we don't know a ton about the cowboy Mm -hmm. uh, except that what we learned last season, he uh, was the butcher of Gettysburg, I believe, um, Mm -hmm. back in the Civil War. He was just trying to have a nice life with his wife and kid, encounters a preacher, funny coincidence, um, which keeps him delayed in town, and then his wife and daughter are killed. He goes on a rampage and uh, ends up in hell. And now he's bringing hell to earth by continuing his murderous rampage. He doesn't seem – like, is he still conscious of the world? Like, what drives him, just his task, or is he –
1: yeah, it's just kind of like his, uh, you know, he has so much anger and hate after his wife and child were uh, murdered that it's just, he's kind of dead inside. And the only, you know, he likes to see more people suffer like he suffered. So he's just, that's the, the only thing that drives him is but, making others suffer.
0: But don't you think he'd be like, oh, hey, man, before I tear your tongue out, what is a car? Well, yeah, I, you know, it would. Uh, yeah, it's kind of
1: like the old, uh, you know, kind of like zombie movies where the zombies are so slow, but yet they're so steady. You know, uh, how do you out, outrun something, you know?
0: Well, totally. But I'm just saying, if the, is the cowboy aware of the world around him? Can he be like, I'm going to get you preacher, but can you, um, let me borrow your iPhone. I just want to play around with a minute.
1: Yeah. Not that aware of his surroundings. Yeah. Not,
0: he's still living
1: in the past where his family was so all this looks weird to him but he's got no time he's got an agenda he's got to kill people dead
0: i'm telling you get him hooked on like uh breaking bad that'll buy you some time (laughs) that it is very addictive
1: uh but let me ask you did you was it bothering you to see jesse being so cocky like trying to use his like after you try once or twice the guy who is coming at you and uh, you know, like why? You know, like run, you fucking asshole! You weren't, wasn't that like driving you insane a little bit?
0: Well, uh, he still thinks uh, he is cocky, but I think he's been proven right because his voice is powerful. Right, like, he can tell anyone that he's just learning that it doesn't really—it's not going to work here. Yeah, uh, but, but I was—I was surprised how close the cowboy was in pursuit of them.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was scary close. Especially because they're
0: driving, he's walking, unless he's using public transportation, the cowboy. Like, I don't know how he's kept up with him since they've been driving for quite some time.
1: Well, that's the thing. They keep stopping. They don't drive very far because in the beginning they don't know somebody's chasing them. Uh, And it just – it feels like, what the fuck, man? Try to get as much distance between the slow-walking asshole as possible. Yeah. You know? And also – take a fucking turn don't just drive straight in the same
0: direction uh yes well as we uh as we learn this episode um the uh the cowboy is not going to like deviate yeah. so he is he is chasing them and they're off to try to find, they're still on their mission to try to find God. Right. So they have a, Jesse has this religious scholar. It's an old friend of his father's that they're going to, that's the first stop on their journey. And this guy is grizzled as a motherfucker. Yeah. Like he is angry. He's got a girl locked in a cage who is Mm -hmm. trying to get over phone addiction. I thought that was a fun, that was hysterical.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That whole thing of like, well, I mean, that's the thing. If you will walk upon, You walk up on somebody's house. You see a girl in the cage. You're going to have questions.
0: I'm surprised how cool they were with it.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, Jesse is familiar with this guy and uh, how he works. So I was I knew he had to know something. Uh, But, yeah, it was just funny to see Tulip just be like, what the fuck? You know, it was great. Uh, But it was also like fun to, to see the grizzled guy doesn't he doesn't. Want to explain himself nor does he have feel like he has to which is kind of crazy uh but it was yeah i thought it was both scary and hilarious uh that whole girl in the cage thing
0: uh now do you uh do you feel like as a phone addict that you need to be locked in a cage to get away from your phone pete yeah, I mean,
1: I could understand the the struggle, you know. I mean, we're all kind of addicted to technology at this point. And uh, it was funny because there was a guy I work with and his phone just straight up died. And I was like, oh, man, you got to be freaking out. And he was like, actually, it's been quite amazing. You know, I've been looking around more <laughs> and I feel more kind of like in tune. And I was just like, wow,
0: you know. Oh, sorry, I was just mindlessly scrolling through my phone. Um, oh, I yeah, bet. That, uh yeah, that that all sounds great. Uh, so uh so back into the show, um Mike reveals that there's a strip club up the way that yeah. he thinks God's been chilling at. Now that seemed oddly convenient for me. Um that Mike's like, Oh, you're looking for God? Yeah, he's just at a strip club one mile up the road.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, if God's kind of on a road trip too, it it's, feels like they're hot on this trail. And I mean, if you're God, I don't know why you wouldn't go buy a strip club. You know what I
0: mean? I it guess, feels, I mean, technically, uh, God created strip clubs. So I guess He's just making sure that business is moving
1: or that everything's okay at that strip club. You know, I feel yeah. like. He would want to go uh, into a situation that might be, you know, bad or or whatever for people, and just kind of be like, make sure everybody's okay, you know.
0: Yeah, like he shows up and he's like, "This isn't the playlist I created for this strip club. <laughs> There's not enough Guns and Roses on here." Yeah, yeah. Uh, now, Mike, the the cowboy, and as we learned, the Saint of Killers shows up. Um, uh, Mike is the the religious scholar, mm-hmm. and uh, rather than tell. The cowboy, the Saint of Killers, where Jesse is, he just very hastily kills himself. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean
1: that's a smart move, you know.
0: I mean, yeah, no, obviously dude, he's no, going to die anyway. Shows
1: up your door, yeah, and has two guns in his hands. You're a dead man anyway, so you might as well, you know. I thought it was very brave of Mike and very cool of Mike to be able to protect his friends like that, and very. I like when characters are smart and can make smart decisions in tough situations. And I appreciated that.
0: Yeah. That was a a real hard ass of a move. Yeah. Uh, I just, the real tragedy is that girl never got to check her Facebook status. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So then our gang goes to the strip club. Um, There's a bit of a kerfuffle between Cassidy and a, like a a guard, a bodyguard, I guess. Yeah. Um, And while Jesse and Tulip are talking to the, the club owner, Uh, And they have – they get a tip that God was there because he likes the jazz music. Yeah, classic
1: scenario. Like he
0: wasn't there for
1: the ladies, guys. Get your mind out of the gutter. The music at a strip club is sick. It's off the chain. Nobody talks about that.
0: Now, Pete, you're sort of a scumbag. Uh, (laughs) Have you ever been to a strip club with a live band?
1: I have never been to a strip club with a live band but i think it's something that hopefully will catch on because i think it adds a nice thing to the whole uh you know
0: ambiance i here's the thing though i don't know how uh, i've never seen a stripper strip to jazz either like really like jazz is not the most <laughs> strippery music <laughs> in my mind it's like some cool okay. jazz and like just yeah. casually undressing I mean, it's four very
1: confident strippers who were like, we're going to take it slow. You know, it's not going to be fast paced. It's not going to be, you know, we're taking this slow.
0: You know, Uh, I was I was up in Alaska years ago on tour with this sketch group I was in. And there was this strip club there where they had to establish a rule that there was no more slow dancing with the strippers because all of the patrons and all of the strippers would just partner up and slow dance all night and known. Oh, that's adorable. Mind. Isn't that the most like darling thing? <laughs> yes. That's like no more slow dancing. I believe that um, the name of the place was good time. Charlie's in uh, wow. on the Kenai Peninsula in Alaska. So sh- shout out to good time. Charlie, sh- shout out to good time. Charlie's. I don't think they get a lot of shout outs in the lower 48. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you're up there, and do you want to slow dance with a scantily clad uh, person? Get on it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, they can't. I mean, there's a rule where you can't do it. You know?
0: Ah, yeah, true. I guess. But it's maybe It's too, too bad. Them yeah. yeah. I don't know who, uh, who's the authority on that rule and what the punishment is for asking for a slow dance. Yeah. Uh, so we end the episode uh, later, at, later that night, the gang. Well, I, I thought it was such a fun moment when the three of them were stuck sharing the same bed. Yeah, that was a little earlier in the episode.
1: That was a classic fun road trip kind of moment.
0: Yeah, this ensemble is so good. All the actors are so great. Yeah, This is such a fun. uh,
1: It's such a fun show. It's
0: way over the
1: top. It's hard to explain to people, but man, is it fantastic.
0: Uh, Yeah, and uh, we get this romance angle uh, sort of out of nowhere. Preacher literally pounds down the door to get with Tulip. Yeah, Uh, that's
1: pretty. That was kind of that was kind of adorable. Where it was like locked, he's like, "Let me in," and she's like, "Boop." She's like, "Oh no, why don't you break it in?" And
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, that's how two badasses
1: get down, I guess. You know.
0: True. Yeah, Yeah. I've knocked Uh, on a couple doors, and then we have poor Cassidy, who is sidelined,
1: third wheel. Yeah, but he also said there was a funny moment where he's like. I'm a hard sleeper, guys. You know, if you want to go at it, you know, go be my guest. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's a good uh, buddy. Yeah, that's super nice of him. Uh, but I would like to say I really liked the kind of like, cart- like Looney Tunes shot on Cassidy when he's watching TV. Yeah, the, the kind of late night infomercial thing. I thought that was hysterical. What did you think of
0: that? I thought that was fun too. Weird and uh, definitely, it feels like that's where we're headed next episode. Um, yeah, because I think that was uh, Fiore. That's yeah. who was on the screen, right? Yeah, so I guess we're gonna like that's something. The way they did that sort of pull and made me feel like we're gonna get there sometime soon. I mean, they're on a road trip; they can go wherever they want.
1: Yeah, uh, it was also really fun how they kept, like, throughout the episode, they kept missing the big news story about their town blowing up. Um, I thought that was, like, a fun thing of, like, just when they were about to reveal that something else happened and they, like, looked away from the screen. Um, yeah. So that was kind of crazy. And then, yeah, I just thought it was, like, a fun bit that they were playing with.
0: Definitely. Um and then we end the so we end the episode with a confrontation between uh the Saint of Killers and Jesse. We see yep. that Jesse's uh Jesse's voice does not work, uh, as we said earlier. Yep. And uh, shit's about to go down. That's a yeah. cliffhanger.
1: Yeah. I'm yeah, hanging on a ins- cliff right here. <laughs> yeah, it's an intense way to end an episode. Yeah. But it's an intense show, so I'm mad at it.
0: Uh, so now Woody, how do you feel about uh this Premiere season premiere in relation to the the last couple episodes from the first season?
1: Well, I think they're doing a great job of, like,
0: uh, you know, pushing
1: this momentum that they've built all season of, like, you know, Jesse's powers and what he's going to do with it and, like, his relationship to God and all the kind of relationships with his friends and girlfriends. So, like, it's – I think they're doing just a great job of moving it forward in a way we all kind of uh, want, and, and uh, yeah, I think they're doing an amazing job.
0: See, I felt like the the end of last of the first season was so strong and yeah. paid off so many things. It just felt like a step backwards to me. Oh, you fucking piece of shit! Yeah, how didn't dare see that you? coming. yeah, um, well, How's it just you, feels man? like. It feels like – and obviously, it's the first episode, so we're building a whole new season here. Right. And the last season. Have a little patience. I'm not shutting down. Um, Like I said, um, I'm ready to go on this magic carpet ride with you, Aladdin. Uh, (laughs) But I'm just saying that it definitely felt a little more unfocused than the last couple episodes and – not as much going on, but I mean, you're the, wrong. The, the you're first season started wrong. slow as well. I love the road trip. Uh, I'm hoping it's going to keep going well. It, it will. All right. Have so a little faith. So confident, you're like Jesse, but Pete. Maybe I'm the cowboy, and I'm going to shoot you down. Oh, you aren't. No matter what you say, Pete, your words don't work on me. <laughs> as longtime listeners know. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's jump into uh, Revelations. Uh this is the section where we talk about any revelations are uh, we had while, during this episode either in the episode or personally. Yeah, I think it's
1: like uh, for me the big revelation is Cassidy trying to be a good friend in this new kind of scenario where uh you know he had sex with Tulip and he's kind of struggling with you know like do I tell my friend do I not tell my friend and I feel like he's really trying to go above and beyond to be a great friend uh, to them and not get in the way of their relationship. And I think it says a lot about who Cassidy is, uh, the willing, the, the amount that he's willing to do for his friends. And I don't know, I think it's too, he's such a, a great character and played so well by that actor that uh, it's every episode he always cracks me the fuck up.
0: Now, did you th- do you think Cassidy has feelings for Tulip?
1: Um, I'm sure he does a little bit. I mean, you know, they had
0: sex. I mean – Yeah. That's yeah. what feelings are, just raw sex.
1: No, that's not what feelings are, but, you know. Okay. I don't know. Yeah.
0: Um, well, I guess we'll see. I do think that this love triangle is, is perfect uh, and the fact that they're on the road together. We'll get to see that play out. Uh, my revelation was I, – I said it earlier. Like I just can't believe how – Quickly, we jumped into the cowboy, the Sand of Killers, being on them. Yeah. Like, I thought that was going to be sort of a slow build through the first couple episodes. But instead, instantly, they're getting shot up and they are under the gun. So that's cool. Got to give them credit for that. Um, Though I don't want the whole season to be uh, like the movie It Follows with handguns. Um, <laughs> I want to definitely move out of this or find a new angle on it in a couple episodes.
1: That's what happened for. Have patience, my friend have patience.
0: I am trying to, but I'm so GD excited. <laughs> uh, all right guys, that's the show. We do uh, a bunch of other shows, including our comic book talk show on nerdist comic book club. You can check those out. We also do an Archie or a uh, Riverdale podcast, um, which we're going to keep doing uh, until the second season of that comes back. Um, if you want to support the show, you can check us out at patreon.com slash comic book club uh, to uh, donate to our cause so we can do many, many more of these. Uh, Pete, what do you have to say? Uh, friend us on Facebook so you get to
1: know about the amazing uh, guests we have coming up on our live uh, comic book club talk show. Uh, also, thank you to all the listeners and all the people who... Uh, support us and put up with our bullshit over the years uh, we wouldn't do it without you so thank you
0: so much uh, and you can check out our show it's every tuesday night at 8 p.m in new york city at the the pit loft on 29th street and uh, you can follow us on twitter at comic book live and i guess the only thing i have to say is what's new pussycat whoa, whoa, whoa. Stop. stop it it's awful